0: Yay!
1: Hi! I'm so sorry for your ears, Erica. Hello, everybody.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We are here on the 7th of November. Uh, We are a proud blue country. Um, This is Steph, in case you all don't know. And I have with me Alex. Hi. Alex, do you want to introduce (laughs) our very special, special, special gay guest, Yeah, everybody
1: get ready. We got some guests coming on to the podcast for the next uh, couple of episodes today. We have Erica, who is one of our dedicated listeners. Um, She is queer. She is a teacher. And she is also here. Erica, do you want
2: to add anything to your introduction that (laughs) I forgot? i am here i am queer and i believe that pop tarts are dessert ravioli
1: tight sick i wonder i wonder where that came from yeah i
2: borrowed that from a very intelligent
0: source yeah. it's my
2: food crime knowledge mm-hmm.
0: i also heard that hot dogs are sandwiches i don't know that's, i don't know where that's because that they are
1: from. that is because they are <laughs> you did not hear you read and learned and now you know <laughs> they are sandwiches. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, today's going to be fun. Today's going to be a lot of fun. Um, it, in case you don't know how to read or um, listen, this is the Gay As In podcast. We're here. We're queer. And Erica, why don't you take this one? We've got shit to say. So I need to figure out how to get that audio in there. There's got to be some sort of like... Little... we'll get like a soundboard
1: or something yeah. just so that way we can get all the jock jam noises you know <laughs> like like all of like the jock like the, the disc jock like dj exactly. morning radio guys
0: well um anchor has some of those things in there i just don't really know how to i just haven't figured that out yet i don't know we'll, we'll get there please someday. don't
1: please don't mess up the good audio just by trying to put in the the horns please <laughs>
0: <laughs> take what i can get all right now
1: So to kick things off, because we are recording on November 7th, uh, the presidential election was called by the Associated Press about three hours ago. So so we are no longer, uh, (laughs) I mean, we have to deal with Trump for like two more months. And I heard that he was golfing when this call (laughs) was made. And I honestly, I would give it a fucking arm to see the look on his face, and to watch the tantrum he threw the second that he found out that he lost.
0: <laughs> yeah. I feel like, in my s- head, I see it as him um, kind of brushing it off, and being like, oh, well, that's just fake news, and just continue golfing, you know, like, I just feel like, it- and yeah. inside he's dying, but on the outside he's like, oh no, no, I won tremendously. Like, I can yeah, just see that I uh, am. <laughs>
1: My grandma and I had a pact that we were gonna it was either I was gonna call her or she was gonna call me when the presidency was called because we wanted some good news. And um when I was talking to her, she said that like as soo- like as soon as the race was called, an email went out from Trump's campaign basically begging for money to do the litigation because they don't have any. They they like are oh so low gosh. on campaign funds at this <gasps> point. It's just it's just, what a beautiful day. You can't make this up. Absolutely. You cannot. Not. Okay. So Erica, <laughs> how do we know
2: you? Yeah. How did you meet us? Um, can I just say I'm very excited about this new presidency and um, I saw a meme of the Statue of Liberty slingshotting Trump with a uh, face mask um, into space, and it was very enjoyable. This
1: is the Space Force he always wanted, so yeah, <laughs> get him out there. And I'm very
2: excited to be on your podcast because I'm a long-time listener. <laughs> um, I am a big fan of your podcast, and I'm very excited to be here today with you. I feel so honored to have you as our guest. Same. Cause
0: I I don't I don't know about I mean for those who don't know you I don't actually know who listens to this podcast so I don't know how many of the two people (laughs) which is probably just you and Lydia um, know you but like you are super like I don't know active in the uh, like the queer youth community and I think it's cool to have because like me I I can't speak for Alex but I'm not involved in. That, which I should be, and I feel like I am a disgrace to the queers because I'm not involved in that. Um, <laughs> but so it's cool to have that point of view on here, and I think the listeners will really like it. And I know I'm gonna like it, so I don't,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and I also know uh, Erica does more than just like queer youth, but also like um, hosting discussion groups mm-hmm. for queer women, yeah, like in particular every month. Um, I don't know if I should disclose where, just in case for some reason people listen to this and you don't want them to find us. <laughs> but um, I have been
2: promoting your podcast um, yeah, I everywhere I go.
1: <laughs> I know, and I've seen you promote
2: it a couple of times. It's really funny.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> My latest promotion was I took a I took a quote from your one of your latest episodes on Halloween, and it was like it was like quote Alex. Halloween is like a second pride. You can dress up in costumes and party all day, and um, and then I sent that in a group chat to a number of people. Yeah, my my
1: <laughs> lovely partner showed me when you said that. <laughs> oh, I got a good. Oh, nice. Yeah, I got a good kick out of it because it is true. Yeah. Halloween is second pride. The gays love Halloween, so it yeah, it is a truth.
0: So uh, for our <laughs> listeners, um, Erica, me, Erica, uh, Lydia, and Alex are in a group chat and. <clears throat> sorry excuse me um she erica will randomly put in our group chat some random quotes from the podcast and they just really <laughs> make me realize how ridiculous we are sometimes yeah <laughs> i really love it like as soon
1: as we're done recording i forget half of what i say because like i'll walk out and tanya will be like oh how was recording what do you guys talk about and i just like go blank
0: yeah like i'm like everything blank, yeah <laughs>
1: talked about something for like an hour topic
0: was yes i can tell you what the topic was but if we actually followed the topic that's a different story that's how i feel when i do so when i put together the episodes and i upload them to anchor i i write out the descriptions and sometimes i'm like what did we even like i don't know what to put here (laughs) don't know but then erica will send us some quote that's like how old was I when I was 16? Alex, you were 16. Like, <laughs> shit. <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. And it makes my day. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, so if you want to, uh, uh, Erica, if you want to explain how you met us and, um, I don't know, I guess our, our, our love story of friendship.
1: Yeah, I, I will say like I like I know how I met you obviously because I was there. But I don't know when you met Steph
2: <laughs> Yeah. Um I forget how I met both of you, but um basically um basically um I use this app called Meetup to meet people in that have common interests with me. So like I would go to a bunch of LGBTQ events and I know I met you I think I met you both through mutual friends from um, discussion group, if I'm not mistaken. And, um, I will tell you my first impression of you. Ooh, I love that. Let's do that. (laughs) Okay. Okay. My first impression of Alex was that Alex was super hip, uh, super into video games. Um, very like with it, as far as queer content, like, um, queer movies, queer television shows, queer video games, I was like, wow, this, this one has like her pulse on, uh, her finger on the pulse of like queer content. And, um, Steph, I was like, wow, this one has no reservations about what they say. Like, <laughs> um, she like, um, you know, she speaks her mind and she's just so funny and, um, Uh, she's just very real and with it. I know you joke about the audio poison, but it's one of the things I love most about Steph is that she's... (laughs) That she hurts a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's very charming.
0: It's it's who I am. I exude my personality out of my (laughs) intestinal problems. (laughs) Yeah. So I
1: actually... I met both of you on the same night. And it was at... Really? It was at one of our mutual friends places and we were being fed jello shots by the spoonful by a certain oh my god someone's (laughs) i met
2: you that night
0: partner who i can i just
2: say how attractive lydia is oh my (laughs) god she is so attractive damn she is just a looker yeah that night yeah i remember i met you like pride night and lydia um our friend like lydia well i mean she's my partner right she was feeding us vegan jello shots out of a container, mm-hmm. and people got completely schwaced out of that. <laughs> it's
1: it's true. I remember like having to, like firmly be like, no, I can't, I can't eat anymore. I can't. I can already
0: yeah. feel it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't
0: able to go out that night because they wouldn't let me into the club because I was barfing out front. Yeah. But you guys had a good night, and that's actually so. That night. Ladies and gentlemen, was the beginning of Lyrica. It was that night because
2: oh my, was it that God, night too? It was the same it night? Was that night.
0: Stop yeah, it. Yeah, because I got kicked out of the club. I took the Uber back to our friend's house, and then when we woke up the next morning, she was like, "Yo." I was, like, chilling at the club, and then I just looked behind me, and Erica and Lydia are just making <laughs> out, I was laughing so fucking hard. Oh my hard. gosh. <laughs> I was like, what? Erica and
2: Lydia? That, that, that night went done in history, <laughs> yeah. That's so funny.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was that night. That yeah. was, um, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't there for it, but I was there pre- I, I pre-partied with you guys. I was gonna say, you were kinda there at yeah. some
1: point, and then you just kinda had to leave. <laughs>
2: yeah 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 thanks that was a crazy night that night went down in history yeah. yeah true that true that um
0: i think i did i meet where did did i meet you at the poorhouse or was um
2: did i meet you before that i think i met you at the poorhouse because i have um a picture and it's actually the picture that i have saved as your contact on my phone and it's a picture of you taking your arms and doing like a v over your crotch <laughs> like <laughs> Uh, and then, so like swinging your arms at your crotch banging them against your legs and then back up again so it's kind of like it's kind of like um, a swinging motion into the you know that area <laughs> and uh, that's the picture I have of you saved as my phone contact first
0: That's my personality just in a photo. If you, yeah. If yeah. you can put burping as a into a visual thing. <laughs> kind of thing, a visual cue yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like though that was I feel like I met you before for that because that was the first night I met Lydia and I think I already knew you. Oh, then. okay.
2: That was the first night I met Lydia.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, I know. The first time I met you was at Hong Kong. It was at a bar. Oh,
0: yes. And yes. In Cambridge. Yeah, or, um, and you, yeah Cambridge.
2: Yeah. Yes,
0: yeah. that's right. Yeah, 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 because we went, it was um probably a flannel takeover or something mm. at Hong yes. Kong. Yes. That's right, I met you yeah. and, and our other friend Chloe and
2: um yeah yeah, there was and it was like it was like a major scorpion bowl night like (laughs) oh god um, this one girl brought over that we were with like brought over these massive scorpion bowls i don't know is it pineapple juice and vodka or something it's like a mix
0: of things isn't it it's It's like a combo it's like a bunch of different rums and then yeah some tropical juices
2: very deceiving you think it's just juice (laughs) and uh it's much more
0: (laughs) <laughs> uh, um, I'm gonna have you ladies talk amongst yourselves for a second. I'm just gonna go put a sweater on because I'm a little bitch and I don't like being cold. I wish okay, that, like okay. I could
1: reverse that because my, like currently where I'm sitting right now, because I don't want to mess up the audio, I have the fan down and it's the hottest room in the house. I'll take that sweater. <laughs> I I feel like I made a mistake by wearing my usual uniform, which is a hoodie. <laughs> 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 to this, I know we we're talking. Well, can I just say?
2: Yeah, can I just say that when I joined this call, Alex was wearing a Shrek mask and I was like I was like completely, completely thrown aback. I was like, Oh my gosh, who is this? Well, yeah. Yeah,
1: it's on my desk from yesterday. Um, because I so uh Tanya and I were on vacation last week, Our, we didn't have the internet, we barely had cell service where we were staying, and so like I couldn't go on to like my call that I do with my friends every week wearing my Halloween costume, which my Halloween costume is the same as Tanya's. She has a different interpretation. We are both different interpretations of Star Shrek, where I was wearing a Star Trek (laughs) shirt and then I had the Shrek mask on. And so to enter (laughs) my call last night, and I ended up doing this three times, was I turned my video off on the call to go get my mask on. And then I started blasting um, Smash Mouth as uh, All Star and then I would take my camera <laughs> cover off so they could see that I was star Shrek.
2: Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. It was a whole
1: production.
2: I expect nothing <laughs> else from you,
0: Alex. It was a lot of fun, and now <laughs> I have this
1: really terrifying Shrek mask
2: forever, so... <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, Shrek was such a movie, oh my gosh, when that came out. That song, All Stars, or, like, are they the band know. or the song? Anyway, they're good. It's Okay, so they're not good, because...
1: Smash Mouth decided to put on a concert and gave people a bunch of coronavirus. So what? Yeah, this was <gasps> oh, okay. during COVID times, which I have talked in depth about my disappointment with Smash Mouth before. I will never stop being disappointed in Smash Mouth, and okay, I, they will never be guests on this podcast.
0: They will not. They will not. <laughs> okay, take it back. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, I was surprised when you just said that you blasted Smash Mouth alex because you have i literally
1: only did it because it's in the shrek film and i did it on youtube they didn't get any money from me on spotify it was not through their official youtube channel they will never get another penny from me ever again
0: fair okay i'll accept that i'll accept that um yeah so fuck smash mouth even if they wanted to be a guest on our podcast we would say no i would say
1: i would i would invite them on and then be like oh and then like record it and then drag them and then tell them to leave so it would be great honestly
2: well you have to have standards you know only a certain type of person could be on your podcast and that's why you've invited me today (laughs) absolutely (laughs) smash mouth is is out and erica is boom motherfuckers erica's better
1: than smash mouth pass it on
2: (laughs) uh
0: speaking of Erica being a guest here on Gay As In, um, I I have a bunch of questions for you, um, Great, if you are okay with that. Um, Lamb on me. Lamb on me. First first (laughs) question, actually this is Alex's question, I'm just going to take it. How does it feel to be dating a super
2: hot girlfriend? Can we just... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's crazy, you know, like, I knew that her her career um, had potential, just being a supermodel, and, um, <laughs> and um, you know, when I met her, I knew she was just starting out, but I didn't quite realize the kind of um, limelight that she would be in on a daily basis, like, I didn't realize that there would be paparazzi following us to Wegmans, you know, and... Um, just photos in people magazine every week and it's it's i i'm I'm still kind of starstruck and i'm just really (laughs) impressed that she wanted to be with me (laughs) (laughs) wow it's incredible that you've managed to uh
1: to get such a such a catch you know a a model (laughs) to say the least um yeah yes and we will be interviewing your very attractive girlfriend (laughs)
2: in our next episode if only you could see her my god my god
1: (laughs) what a shame that this is an audio medium
2: (laughs) yeah
0: um um, but for reals guys um lydia who is erica's partner is super hot and we appreciate it everyone appreciates more importantly yes
2: she is a super hot business
0: gay so (laughs) she she is a business
2: business gay
0: gay, like you Mm -hmm. yeah
1: (laughs) i'm gonna ask her about that later
0: (laughs) I'm ask your mom about that later. Um okay. So I got just trying to get all cozy here. For for Alex's mom. I know. Like she's a nice
1: lady. Um and I don't know why you keep saying things about her. Oh, she
0: has a good time here with me. I treat her like the nice lady that she is. She deserves Ew. it. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh, uh Alex, do you have like what what um do you have anything to ask erica before i yeah actually um so
1: i know that from attending these groups um you hold a monthly discussion group with queer women non-binary people who who want to talk about queer things um how did you start
2: doing that um so i so i went to the cambridge women's center i think it's okay to say yeah that. i think it's probably fine <laughs> and Okay, and um, and I just attended the Lesbian-Bi discussion group, and I was one of only two people there. I was two, one of the two attendees, and I had zero friends at the time because I had just graduated from college, and... Um, and they were like, so we're looking for someone to lead this group because we, we have to, you know, move to, Mer- like, you know, California and I'm leaving this job and stuff like that. And so I was like, oh, I'll do it. You know, I was like, oh, it's a perfect opportunity to make friends, which, of course, it did turn out to be that. Um, and so I host this monthly discussion group out of Cambridge Women's Center. And it's just a volunteer position, but I get so much from it, like in return. Um, I've met hundreds of women and non-binary individuals through this group, and um, we discuss romance and uh, relationships and uh, movies, TV, coming out, all different topics, and people just really enjoy getting together, being in a room, get like forming community, um, having it be um, a queer space, and yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i personally as somebody who has attended multiple times i really enjoy it because it's nice to have like i i am typically surrounded by queer people but it's kind of nice to have an organized discussion about a certain topic because otherwise it usually
2: goes completely off the rails <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah Fair, fair. so i always prepare like um like 40 or 50 questions for each discussion and Um, They're just kind of what pops to my head, but I do do some research on each topic that we discuss just so that I'm making sure that I'm covering, like, a fair amount of ground, and, um, yeah, I think people enjoy it. They like going to dinner afterwards and going for drinks afterwards, and people make connections, either just acquaintances or, like, I will, I will, sometimes I will be out in Boston and I will run into someone from discussion group with another person that they met at discussion group, and they say, oh, we met at your discussion group, and we're you know, now we're just hanging out for the day we're friends now. And I was like, that's so cool. You know.
0: How- yeah, I
2: think I've made a couple of friends from your discussion group as well.
0: Yeah, I think actually all <laughs> of the, the girls that I know from or non-binary uh, people that I know in the Boston area, I met through you and I'm pretty sure they <laughs> know you from the discussion group, which is pretty cool. Um, have you yeah. um, made any Cupid um, relationships through like has, have people like gotten together romantically through the discussion
2: group? I've only attempted once but I do get requests like <laughs> last night I got a request from a member like if you know about anybody can you please send them my way because I'm <laughs> like looking to start a relationship and the apps are like the apps and <laughs> so um people like um my network has shrunk because of the pandemic mm-hmm. but when you come into contact with that many queer women and non-binary individuals, um, people really express an interest in, like, do you know anybody familiar offhand who could be a good match for me? And these particular um, two um, that reached out to me recently they're very different, so I won't send them each other's way. Um, one is really into theater, and one is really into athletics, so I it helps me to get to know everybody so that I can help facilitate, like, when that does happen.
1: <laughs> so now you're being used as a matchmaker on top of a conversationalist. Yes. <laughs>
2: yeah, it used to be a joke, like, oh, Erica will be the matchmaker of the group, and, like, now people actually, like, will come to me with, <laughs> with like, questions or they'll be like do you know uh this chick over there like what's her deal
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm scoping her out that's pretty cool actually i didn't even think of that of that being like i i assumed like people in the in the discussion group would kind of find each other i didn't even think about you being Mm -hmm. like the head cupid like of (laughs) yeah (laughs) everything so that's pretty cool that um you could
2: potentially
0: create love in the gay boston community Mm
2: mm-hmm yeah i mean i i credit my um my discussion group to introducing me to lydia because she was gonna attend my discussion group and sent me a message like oh what time is it meeting tonight and that was actually our first contact that we ever had um when we do look back through things even though um she didn't attend that night and i I, you know like a month went by before i did actually meet her in person through a mutual friend i think (laughs) Meetup is really helpful and like events like that just to bring lgbtq women and non-binary individuals together are so important
0: (laughs) yeah and actually a lot of people um don't know about the meetup app and um when i excuse me sorry when i first um i don't even know how i heard about it or someone brought it to my attention at some point but i I thought that it was some sort of like dating app and every time I would recommend the app to somebody they'd be like, is that some sort of dating app? So I wasn't the only one who thought that. Um, so for those who don't know what the Meetup app is, it's pretty much just this big... Um, it's kind of just like how it sounds. You just kind of meet up with strangers. Um, you have your little subcategories of like a little events. Um, so you can do arts, you can do outdoors activities and each um, category has little subcategories. Like if you have your outdoors, you have hiking, you have biking, you have rock climbing, and you can just join these groups and these groups will put on meetups. And um, I think I've done several different ones of just basically, um, they were pretty broad categories of just like, um, uh, you know, younger 20, 30 year olds, just looking to hang out with people and I would just like show up at coffee shops with strangers just have conversations it just it's a weird way of making friends but it actually works you just have to be ballsy enough to do it because a lot of people are afraid of just not knowing anybody and just joining a group of strangers and talking to them Uh (laughs) it is scary but um I mean I haven't gotten murdered and none of you, you guys are still here so that's pretty cool um but yeah, it's it's a really yeah. awesome app to just kinda get out there and meet new people and do things that you wouldn't necessarily um want to do or not necessarily what am I trying to say here? I mean you're basically saying that it's it introduces you to like
1: hobbies and activities that you maybe wouldn't normally partake in because yes. like when I started using it I hopped on to um like it was like the Boston, like sci-fi group or something like, like that's when I was starting to use it. Um, and then I know some people who use it strictly for networking. So the reason why I found out about it was because my friend wanted to go to some networking events and I just went along with them. Cause I was like, Oh, free
2: rooftop bar thing for quote unquote yeah. networking. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I also attend Spanish meetups, so I've met, like, Spanish conversation practice meetups, so I've attended over 100 meetups, wow. and um, 60 of them have been my own discussion group over the last five years, and then 40 of them have been Spanish meetups, and it's just a great way to make new friends, I think. Yeah,
0: and I, I also kind of think it's a good way to, um, so, you know, there's, I've talked to several people, they're like, oh, I want to try this thing, but I have no one who wants to do it with me. Like, oh, like, I want to try whatever yeah. but like no one will do it it's like okay well you don't necessarily yeah. need someone to do it with you just go on meet up find that thing you yeah. want to do and just show up and there's going to be other people there wanting to do mm-hmm. the same thing yes they might be strangers they might not be yeah. um but it, it's just a cool way of just kind of trying new things and yeah I, I i fucking love it unfortunately right now with covid there's not a whole lot going on They're, they do definitely still mm-hmm. have some zoom stuff and some outdoor stuff um I mean, hopefully after this all kind of clears away, we'll get back into more of those meetups. But um, mm-hmm. yeah. for now, this is what it is, and just got to accept it. You know? Mm-hmm. You tell them. I Toad's Accept it, motherfuckers. Uh, so, <laughs> speaking of Spanish, so you are a Spanish teacher. Um, yes. You teach the sick. I it's eighth grade. grade. Okay. Yeah, eighth grade. <laughs> That's yeah. <so> close. <laughs> Very close, yeah. Um, so I don't remember your exact title. I always just refer to you as the president of the gay kids. Um, but there is a um organization through your school um that you run. So I just want to yeah know what that is, if you're allowed to say it on here, and what your role is yeah. in it, and um, just
2: I want to know what it's like. Yeah, so um, so I'm an 8th grade Spanish teacher at a middle school in a suburb of Boston, and um, I am the co-facilitator of the Queer-Straight Alliance at the middle school, and um, it started three years ago when I started teaching pretty much and um, it was due to student demand. There were like 20 students who um, reached out to administration and told administration, you know, we want a club um, to focus on our needs, and um, that's how it was born. And um, it was really popular right off the bat. There were huge meetings, a lot of students. Um, The numbers are a little smaller over the years, more like 13 or 14 each year, but still pretty um, pretty sizable and um i ran it for the first three years by myself and this fourth year i'm running it with another co-facilitator who's a non-binary individual and uh, we have weekly meetings and we teach the kids about lgbtq culture and history and lgbtq identities and how to find lgbtq community and um, and um, safe spaces with each other and how to stand up to bullying and how to um, process when you know a teacher dead names you or um, how to how to transition at school we will help facilitate meetings so that students can transition successfully with their peers and their classmates and their teachers and all the staff and the principal and so yeah that's great it's it's a little of what we do (laughs) that's that's so
0: not only is it important but it's like I just think it's so cool because Thinking back, like, when I was in middle school, like, we, we didn't even, like, have queer right. anything. It was just like, Yeah. You know. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So many people that I meet, like, LGBTQ adults, tell me, I wish I had that when I was younger. Oh, I wish I had a QSA at my middle school. A couple people I met have, were at QSAs when they were in high school, and I a number of them, actually, um, but it's pretty rare to have a middle school QSA. That's a pretty young population, and I attribute it to being in a suburb of a major city. Um, it's a very liberal community, and um, we also have, like, a social justice club and a multicultural club, and so it's sort of the culture of the school to be accepting and tolerant and inclusive. Has That's
0: there, great. <clears throat> has there been any... <clears throat> I'm sorry, guys. <clears throat> has there been any... Um, Parents or God forbid, um, other teachers have who have spoken out against
2: um, against what you guys are trying to do. Um, there, I have gotten some pushback from uh, parents and from teachers. Um, for the most part, the staff was all on board with um, starting a QSA, but I have heard from uh, like one staff member that. They had a little, bit, a little bit of reservations with it as far as um, they, were, they suggested that um, the students when they come to QSA should probably have a permission slip signed by a parent or guardian to attend. And, um, you know, I tried to be very kind of uh, kind while also reinforcing with this individual that um, the students don't have to sign a permission slip to attend any other club at the school. Mm-hmm. And I promised her that the content was PG, that it is a middle school QSA. So we do not, you know, there's a lot of people are surprised to hear that sex is not discussed at QSA because it is a club where a number of sexual and gender minorities um, show up and have conversations and discussions. But it is possible to facilitate conversations about LGBTQ culture, identity, history, Um, without going into details about what, (laughs) why we are all, you know, share something in common, you know, (laughs) without being there, you know. And then a a parent pushed back um, saying that, um, I had like a couple parents that were um, asking to have their students removed from my class because um, I was really pushing the LGBTQ thing from their perspective. Um, When I really wasn't, I was just having inclusive curriculum. And um, last year, the Network for Social Justice um, gave me an award for Women's History Month for um, helping LGBTQ students and working with LGBTQ students in the community. So it's just a matter of time until, like, people realize everywhere that when a queer person is helping queer youth to be themselves and to feel safe at school, that's an achievement and it's, you know, it's not something to push back against. It's something that shows the signs of progress and that it is, um, the right side of history in the right direction that things are moving in. Literally couldn't agree more with that.
0: Yeah. Like, it's, it's so awesome to be on the side of history and like be a witness. And I mean, I know I joke about all the time being old, but like, I'm extremely young and I'm, at just that you know like great right age to be experiencing nice. this kind of stuff because I'm gonna remember it <laughs> you <Yeah>. know and <laughs> I'm going to like be able to live my adult life and on this side of history and it's like you know like I, I'm so incredibly grateful for like people like you and everyone else out there that's like contributing to this change that we're going through and it's just like congratulations on your award it's well deserved and like just Thank Seriously, you. keep doing what you're doing because we need all of the help that we can get. It takes a fucking yeah. village. It's not just gonna be one or two people that it's gonna change the world. It's gonna take a lot of a lot of Erica's, you know, to keep doing this shit. So hell yeah,
2: yeah, Hells that yeah, <laughs> dab,
0: <laughs> dab, nice job, Me dabbing,
2: on-, <laughs> <laughs> me dabbing on. Alex me. is like the queen of dabbing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh
1: boy yeah um on on vacation tanya almost uh i think like just instinctually i dabbed at something and she was like don't you fucking dare (laughs) (laughs) dab at me (laughs) like 100 percent jokingly but it, it really got me it's very funny but um yeah not to not to take away from uh everything that you just said like that's all super incredible and now i'm kind of wondering because i am one of those people who uh in going into this discussion i was talking to my partner earlier and i was like I like wish that I like school was so inclusive back then because I was like now as an adult with Facebook I can see that literally everybody in my sphere when I was in middle school high school is queer yes. now. They're all queer. Yes. And like what a yeah. what a difference it would have been like to have like be able to have those queer experiences like earlier on and then like have that acceptance and like not be scared for like most of my teens about being queer. Um, Uh So I guess my question is what are all the queer teens into? Because (laughs) I'm so, I'm so curious with all of the content that's out there now in terms of like music and movies and TV. um, If you're hip with the youth.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're very into Instagram, TikTok and YouTube. So But mostly TikTok and Instagram. Um, And they will, they, um, I, you know, I thought it was like, oh, you know, I'll be cool. You know, that generation is really into Instagram. So I said to them one time, you know, you can follow um, hashtags for, like, you know, um, LGBTQ culture. Like, you could follow, you know, Jonathan Van Ness or Karamo from Queer Eye and, you know, see... LGBTQ people, you know, adults living their lives successfully and stuff like that. They're like, Mr. Rigby, we are way ahead of you. They're like, we, we we, have followed all the hashtags, like, you know, gay pride, you know, um, like non-binary, um, trans is beautiful, like all these hashtags. They're like, Mr. Rigby, we know, we know, we know. And I'm like, yeah, you should introduce me to new hashtags I should be following on Instagram because the reality is, And then the TikToks that they've watched, like, all the things that I'm like, oh, it's so cool, you know, they're so young, and, you know, as a teacher, sometimes you might assume, oh, they're so impressionable, you know, if I show them kind of some of the stereotypes of, um, you know, being a lesbian, for example, or any other identity, um, you know, they will know how to recognize it and be able to, you know, it's, it's, they're, like, they're like, we know that, you know, lesbians are known to be wearing flannels. Like, we saw that on TikTok. Like, I'm like, oh, geez, you know. As Stephs cowers you know? away from the microphone in her flannel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, like, they're just so with it because they have so many more sources of information than we did 50 years ago. Like, 50 years ago, you might... The only exclusive kind of source that you might have on LGBTQ whatever would be cracking open the encyclopedia in your home library and reading the definition of homosexual. I, I you know? know, I was that, there. That's, I, yeah. <laughs> and that's, Yeah, you know what I'm I talking about. I was there about. 50 yeah. years ago, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And today with the internet, like, they can just
0: access anything. I think it's funny. I can just see you being like, hey, kids, have you heard of Girl in Red? <laughs>
2: like,
1: yeah. Hey, kids, how do you <laughs> feel about King Princess and Hayley Kiyoko?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're like lesbian jesus we know miss Rakeby. i'm like okay sorry sorry
0: i i wonder like um how many of these kids so do you okay so let me back up for a second so do you do um is this the entire middle school
2: it's so you have grades six through eight okay yeah so they're like, um, they're like eleven to thirteen, fourteen years old.
0: Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I like just hearing about this makes me think of how many of them are gonna, you know, go off to high school and or college are or gonna want to come back to talk to the kids, you know, like, hey, like I yeah. was, you know, attending this and when I was in middle school and like I don't know, I, it helped me yeah. out a lot in my youth and I am now a successful queer trans whatever and you know it's i think it's going to be a cool thing for um yeah. them to see that they're in the right place doing the right thing <clears throat> and um yeah good for them to like it just kind of taking i don't want to say taking ownership but for being open-minded and i think a lot of that too is um thankful to the parents, because if you have, yeah. um, you know, close-minded parents who, I mean, I feel like if you have in that part of the country, you know, like you said, you're, it's a very liberal area. There's not a whole lot of mm. parents who, um, I mean, I actually, I can't actually, st- statistically speaking, I don't actually know, and I don't live there, um, but I just feel like it's not a whole lot of parents who are going to try to keep their kids back from doing something like that, or...
2: Whatever. Yeah, there are fewer. Um, yeah, there are fewer conservative parents and fewer parents that are um, not receptive to uh, their child's identity. Um, unfortunately, there is still rampant, you know, transphobia and homophobia that they that they need to work through. Um, so some of the kids have it more challenging than others. So. We try to always um, not assume, you know, when we're with the kids, you know, like, how is it at home? You know, like we had a student where um, they um, had an incident with their parent where their parent found out that they were trans. And um, so we wanted to email them to follow up about it. But we 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 asked the student while they were at QSA over Zoom whether we could email them and they said that they would actually prefer that we email them through a personal email address because their parent monitors their their school email account. So, you know, it's like we got to be very careful because (laughs) there's a lot of privacy issues, a lot of confidentiality um, issues that we are always navigating, like who to disclose a name to, who to disclose pronouns to, who to disclose what happens at home to, and making sure that we're only involving the people that need to be involved while still looking out for the safety of the student. Right.
0: So is there is there like um any is there like legal stuff that you had to look up before um you know kind of starting this whole thing and um is there certain laws that you have to follow or
2: um, it's still being established, and at the, at the local level within the district, they've, identif- they've made a gender identity policy as part of their like, school handbook or like district handbook, and that was really helpful. I helped to, um, um, to develop that, and so did the students in the QSA, and that has kind of put in place within the district that um, students who transition, who use certain names, certain pronouns, um, that needs to be recognized immediately and that a, a meeting needs to be called when a student wants to transition at school between the administrator and the parent or guardian and the student if, if all those parties are, like, okay with each other being in the same room and discussing it. Um, and a plan needs to be developed so that all the staff members that interact with that child use that child's name and that child's pronouns. And they, it's not as excusable anymore to be making mistakes, like... Um, you need to make like the the administration has made very clear that they want student they want staff to be making a very clear effort to be using that child's name and pronouns correctly right from the start, you know? Yeah, which is which is great
0: because um I mean I do get like mistakes happen. Um but if you make it make a solid effort to yeah. really just I don't know, really just think before you speak. It's a lot easier because, I I don't know if I've said this on here before, I might have. I did have, um I didn't have a hard time, but it was definitely a weird transition for me growing up where I grew up and then coming here and then meeting, you know, all you guys. And I had, um it was only for like a week. I I a little bit struggled with mistakes with my trans friends. I used the wrong pronoun, I mean, a couple times, but it really only took like, Like i guess like a week of just kind of getting used to that and then i was like oh okay like it's it's really not a big deal and it's people make it a lot harder than what it needs to be um so Mm -hmm. you just really just have to think before you speak and i know i'm being a hypocrite because i just kind of speak things and i don't think about them um i definitely known for that (laughs) but um you just gotta I don't know. Make a solid effort, and it's not it's it's not yeah. a hard thing to do, you know.
2: Yeah, like I'll meet with teachers, and I'll I'll try to empathize with them, and I'll say like I know it's really hard because you have some of you have 125, some of you have 250, some have 500 students. Some of them Jeez. see every student in the school, and um, I know you see that many students, but please, please, please make an effort. Like do your best to use this child's name and pronouns. Practice on your dog, like pretend if your dog, if this child uses they, them pronouns and you've never spoken with they, them pronouns, get creative and try to, um, say, you know, oh, like make stories in your head, like so-and-so is walking into the room, they are, you know, ready for dinner or something like that so that you can get in the habit of doing this because if it's not routine for you, it needs to become routine for you as soon as possible. Yeah, Mm because once you make it routine, it's just,
0: um... Like muscle memory from there. It's just, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so kind of <clears throat> circling back to Alex's question um, about what the kids are into. So what kind of, um, like, what kind of stuff do you, like, do you talk about? Is it, so if, if I'm, if I'm coming in right now as a newbie, um, what would I expect? You know, like what? Um, yeah. Do you guys listen to so music, like, or do you um, watch movies, or do you just talk
2: about them? Yeah, we um, will watch short videos and we'll play like live quiz games that have to do with LGBTQ culture and history, and we'll um, do spotlights on like months and days of awareness. So, like this month is um, Native American Heritage Month and National Youth Homeless Awareness. Uh, homelessness awareness month and so we'll do spotlights on those and go into with the kids you know forty percent of um, the homeless youth population in the United States is LGBTQ and um, you know um, these are the kind of resources that you could access if you were ever to be in that situation in your life and if you want to take it that an extra step and do advocacy around this, these are some ideas of some projects you could do to spread awareness or to help out with this cause, and, um, well, also, um, yeah, we've just started, but, um, they also need some unstructured social time because they just want to bond, you know? They just want to find friends, make friends who are queer, um, socialize, they want to have fun, they want to play games, like, silly stuff, like, um, Duck, Duck, Goose, like, (laughs) they just want to have fun, you know? So, It's about, um, they have like their own Discord channel that they talk on, so sometimes, well, you know, if something's happening at school, you know, this one student, um, it's, you know, the start of the school year, so he came in and he said, um, you know, all of elementary school, I was dead named and I was, the wrong pronouns were used for me um, by everyone, including the principal, so I had no one to turn to except my supportive parents to, Um, help me transition at school and he said is it gonna be like this for me in middle school and so all the kids were telling him this is what it's like at the middle school it's better the leadership is better Um, we're not gonna let that happen and if it does happen you know let the co-facilitators of the QSA know and we will step in and things like that so we're just trying to make a good environment for them so things come up you know election debrief was this week you know the election happening Mm -hmm. How is everyone handling the stress? How is everyone coping? How is everyone doing as far as anxiety? And the kids say, "Oh my gosh, it's been on my mind all week. You know, I'm so exhausted. We're targeted in this election, and they know. They're young, but they know. They nope. know. Yeah, definitely. Um, God,
0: that's like I just like can't imagine being like that age and like having all that support and stuff. Like I, that, I'm, yeah. Like the more you yeah. talk about it, the more my mind is like completely blown. I'm like, what." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, you mean, there's like yeah. support systems and like there's other there's other yeah. queers and they're, they they oh, hang yeah. out and they
2: they talk about things.
0: <laughs> like cool.
2: Yeah. Like think of how novel it is. Like think about the history of the planet like several billion people on the planet to today, you know, um several million, you know, identified as LGBTQ starting, you know, within their early years and how few people on the planet might have had, a like a communal group in their youth that celebrated their identity and was um, all about you know um, forming community with one another with other kids who had could relate. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's super dope. Uh, but the most important question I have is when Brandy Carlisle won her three Grammys <laughs> in 2019. You should know this. I know you should know
1: this. It,
2: no, it was
0: it was twenty eighteen. Um, God, it was twenty eighteen, right? Anyway, when she won her three Grammys, did you guys talk about that? Because that 'cause she was the most she was the most nominated women, woman of the entire year of that the the Grammy year. Um and I do believe I mean she wasn't the most um she won the three, and then she also performed um but I think she made some pretty um gay history that night <laughs> so
2: yeah, we definitely spotlight um we definitely spotlighted Brandy Carlisle that night and or that you know that week and um anytime there are award ceremonies or like in this most recent election, we'll spotlight any of the l g b t q um excuse me people who were nominated or who won or and try to like keep them um, up to speed with all the history that's happening right around us right before our eyes like we did uh this week we spotlighted the rainbow wave as they're calling it all the lgbtq individuals that were just um uh, voted into office this week around the country trans state senator sarah mcbride in delaware along with like a number of others Mm -hmm. several more trans um state senator um state senators and house of rep there was a non-binary individual so i don't have names but these people are really making history yeah
0: yeah there's got to be easily some groundbreaking numbers this year with the amount of just there's so like i I don't i read somewhere probably instagram or whatever it, it appeared if I I can't tell you an exact number what I I want to say it was like somewhere in the hundreds of just like how many were just selected yeah. or even just running and it was like so many and I was like holy shit like this is the year man Yeah
2: so. Mhm Yeah Cuz think about it as a kid you ask them what do you want to be when you grow up and they say things like a doctor or a musician or I want to be a singer or I want to be you no know, veterinarian or and it's just about visibility for them like if you can show them examples of lgbtq um you know professionals who have been really successful in their careers like they see um that for themselves as their future too. yeah representation yeah. is so incredibly important mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah so like, i was gonna say like yeah.
1: the first my, i mean my first exposure to like successful queer people was tegan and sarah that i can remember right yeah like it's it's yeah. so important to see um just queer people um like live, being able to live a life and be successful mm-hmm. and like visible—it's mm-hmm. so important. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep,
0: I I love like, and I know I've been talking about this at nauseum. It's only because um, it's my current obsession. But I rewatching Grey's Anatomy, and I was thinking about how like, um, how Shonda Rhimes really just like, um, made history with not only the the um the queer community but like within the black community too like so many of the leading roles in that show Mm -hmm. are people of color yeah and Mm -hmm. it's like big leading roles and then you had starting in i don't know season two three four maybe um you had your first they had their first leading lesbian character and that ended up being for like Ten, twelve years of just these, this lesbian couple being just, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't really make it a huge thing about them being gay. It's just like, oh, they're gay doctors. Yeah, like it wasn't like a big deal. And I just mm-hmm. think it's so important <laughs> to have that being. I mean, um, they were played by. I mean, right now, um, Sarah Ramirez came out as non-binary and bisexual, but uh, I'm, I don't want to speak out a term, but I do believe. Back then, when they first started that story, she was um, presenting herself as a cis straight woman. I could be completely wrong with that, so uh, if anyone wants to correct me, please do. I'm not gonna be upset because I don't want to um, be telling lies. But um, it's just it, just seeing that transition of how even just like something simple as TV can influence, like, kids seeing lesbian doctors who have been in this series for, like I said, like, a solid 10 years, it's like, and having mm-hmm. it be so normalized is, it's awesome, and not having it really be super talked about, it's just like, yeah, they're gay, like, but yeah. that's it, move on, you know, it's, mm-hmm. having it be normalized is super important, because I was talking to um, one of my friends about her, like, her daughter's, her daughter came out as gay, she's, uh, I don't want to say 12, and, um, I was like, you should have her just like come over and like, you know, we'll hang out, you know, and just do normal things. Like, I think it's important to have kids see, um, normal living, you know, just queer people just yes. living their normal lives. <laughs> this Norm- is stuff in her natural yeah. <laughs> habitat.
1: Here you see her watching Grey's Anatomy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's exactly, that's exactly it. And, um, yeah. my friend was like, oh, well, she wants to do like the pride events and stuff. I'm like Pride events are great. But seeing normal things, because a normal day, I'm not dressed head to toe in fucking rainbow sprinkles and sparkles and glitter waving. I (laughs) feel like you're lying to me right now. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Not wearing rainbow flannels, you know, like I'm just going to work and doing normal things. And that, I think, is what um, the youth needs to see is just literally, yeah, it just happens to be that I'm a flavor of queer, like. I'm yeah. just your average mm-hmm. homo. Just whatever, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. So, yeah, rep- representation is ex- extremely important and having it be um, just normalized and whatever is something that I'm hoping we can really get into. America. Mm-hmm. Especially now. Yes. <laughs> Especially now. Yep. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you, um, Erica, that you want to, that you want to plug? Is there um, anything that we should know or things that you wanted to talk about that we
2: didn't really touch upon? Um, I will plug Meetup. I know we discussed it a little bit on this podcast, but I do think it is like the best solution to any LGBTQ person in the country or abroad who is looking to connect with other LGBTQ people, um, either locally or online. Um, that they share interests with, um, I I just think it has such a potential for um, making new friends and um, unifying us in this day and age as an LGBTQ uh, community.
0: Yeah, I agree. Nice. And the, the meetup does have yeah. um, LGBTQ AI plus um, categories, so that is like a full category mm-hmm. that you can click on, and then you have all your other subcategories underneath that. Um, so if people are wondering about that there is pretty much just this big gay section of the meetup app which is fucking Mm -hmm. cool yeah Yeah, get into that kids Um, get into it get into it man just get into it get into the something? yeah do it
1: (laughs) okay so with the election basically being over at this point for president um, I would really like to plug because two very important Runoff elections are going to be happening in Georgia. Please go and follow Stacey Abrams. Mm-hmm. Go follow her organization Fair Fight. They got 800,000 people registered for this election to vote. So like wow. you, like we need to do everything that we can because it's great that we don't have a fucking radioactive orange as our president anymore, <laughs> but in order for <laughs> Biden to be able to do anything, he needs control of the Senate. Yep. And so those two seats are going to be up. I know that we're still waiting on the very slim possibility that Alaska turns blue because they're only at 50% of their votes in right now. It's going to take a little bit, but let's not rely on Alaska for this one. Let's go help Stacey Abrams, an incredible individual, just basically fuck the Senate up. Yeah, let her
0: her do her thing. Let's help her let her do her thing. Yeah. So, yeah, go follow her. Yes.
1: On, so her uh, Instagram account is just at Stacey Abrams, and then her organization is at Fair Fight Action. Go help her, please.
0: Yeah. Awesome. I Thank agree you. with that 100%. Um, uh, also, to the um, the new vice president-elect, um, how fucking cool is it having a yeah. woman of color be in that position?
1: She's the first woman, first uh, black woman. Yeah, she's <laughs> the first the woman, president. she's the first black, yeah, yeah, she's
0: just, like, she's really, like, um, setting some examples for all those, you know, little, um, little uh, girls of color out there who are just like, you know, I can do that, because now I have represent going back to representation, like, now mm-hmm. I have representation, and if she can do it, then I can do it, and yeah, you can right. fucking do it, because America, that's why
1: yeah (laughs) hell yeah a positive note to end this on uh thank you so much erica for being here for all of the work that you do it's it's so important all of it
2: yeah thank you for having me thank you (laughs) i had a great time Um, all right everybody
0: and if um i don't know if erica if you want people to follow you um oh yeah but they can not do that
1: <laughs> Please don't follow our friend Erica in real life. She is a person. She needs her privacy.
0: Please don't follow her if you see her yeah. on the street. Do not do it. Please do not behind the bushes. Please do not hide behind the buildings. Please don't creep on her in alleyways. <laughs> Please do not. Please yeah. don't do that.
1: Uh, if but- you would like to follow us, we don't have social media, but you can email us yeah. at uh gay in, Is it is it just Gay is podcast at gmail We haven't recorded in like two weeks. <laughs> I know. Give me it's, a break.
0: We're out of practice. Um, it yeah. is gay is podcast at gmail Yes. And then
1: on, uh, if you want to send us a voice message, as Erica has done, and I haven't listened to your latest, um, anchor dot foom <laughs> slash gay is <as> in.
0: <laughs> I love how you go
1: up at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta really commit to the boom. <laughs>
0: i hate you i hate you so much (laughs) on that note kids uh stay gay please stay gay stay gay bye
1: (laughs) bye bye alrighty yay